And on the program this morning on Let's Talk on WSBS, we're speaking with Julie Ulmer of MindingYourManner.com. And Julie, it's great to have you in the studio this morning. Thanks for having me, Jesse. It's so much fun to be back in the radio world. <laughs> yeah, you did it for a while, you were telling me. I off did, there. yeah. 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 I went to school to be for broadcasting, yeah. went to technical school, and I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed it. That was back in the day when there was a thing called Q-Burn. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And of course, turntables <laughs> and, and turn cart tables. machines and yeah. your, your cart's getting eaten, eaten on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aging myself a little bit, yeah. but yeah, just at the very beginning of CDs where yeah. they would skip and it was like, oh, not quite like the record because you can't do anything about it. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, so um, minding your manner. I mean, people may wonder what that means, what that is. Tell us a little yeah. bit about the website yeah. and what that actually does mean. So I'm a professional organizer. And this is an industry that is sort of up and coming in America, needing to in America because so many people have so much difficulty with their clutter, with their stuff, et cetera. But professional organizers have been around for 30-something years. Um, there are more and more of us now as people are struggling to find a balance in their homes with their possessions, with uh, paperwork, paper management, time management, productivity. Uh, of course, clutter is the big biggie. So basically, I'm helping people in their home and or small office with those issues. Um, they're overwhelmed with the amount of stuff in their home or they need to help an, uh, an older parent uh, to start downsizing, sure, yeah. you know, yeah. to get ready to to move on to their next chapter in life, be it a smaller apartment or, you know, maybe a mother-in-law apartment or assisted living or a nursing home, that sort of thing. Um, so, and, and I'm, and I'm helping people who have extreme amounts of clutter as well. So those are people who are suffering from hoarding disorder and hoarding behavior. So I kind of run the gamut. Some days I can be working with somebody with strictly paper, you know, it's just years of filing cabinet type stuff. And other days I can be, you know, kind of belly button deep in, <laughs> in knows, a right. lot of stuff. Yeah, have, yeah. Have the hazmat suits on, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess I wanted to ask, um, I mean, I know, you know, people could say, well, you know, it's America. We have more, bigger, and ever. But I mean, for the clutter to build up, I mean, I'm sure it's a, a variety of reasons, right? Emotional, people might just yep. not have the time. I mean, what are some of the, the biggies right. that you see? Sentimentality, that's definitely a big one. Um, not having a lot of time to deal with things. You know, we're in a really consumeristic society. That's you know, known. That's a sure, known yeah. fact. So, um, and then there's also the, the boomers have dealt with their older parents' estates. And so there's this thing I called inheritance absorption, which is, you know, stuff comes down to us. It gets passed on to us. It'd be great if it was a check. Or, you know, just sure. a bag full of diamonds. It's usually a house full of stuff, <laughs> right? Though, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a house full of stuff. And it usually includes things that we don't use nowadays and or we don't know even what to do with, you right, know, getting right. rid of crystal and china and artwork and, you know, bronze figurines, tchotchkes, knickknacks, etc. So everybody's just trying to um, consciously and responsibly find new homes for these things. But the biggest problem is when it all you look around and you're suffocating, the biggest problem is the sense of overwhelm. Okay. Where do I start? How do I start? And so you get so overwhelmed that you might not even do How anything do at this? that time. Right. And yeah, no, yeah. you know, and people won't do anything. And then they finally, um, maybe uh, an article tickles them. You know, they've read about Swedish death cleaning or the KonMari method of, you know, picking up things in your home to find out whether they spark joy or not. And they've learned that here are these professionals who have a lot of education and training. Um, and they come into your homes like I do with no judgment. 
no bias. Sure. I'm not invested in grandma's tchotchkes, even <laughs> if you are. Yeah. Um, and helping people just identify what's the kind of stuff that they really do use, need, and love. So I heard you mention that term there, Swedish death cleaning. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. I, I wasn't aware. So Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a new trend. There's a, a lovely woman who wrote in a, a cute little anecdotal style book about her difficulties with dealing with her parents' belongings, possessions, etc. And as a mom of four kids, she decided, you know what? I need to, to not burden my children with this. So it's kind of decluttering with that sense in mind that we are all ephemeral. We're only here for a certain amount of time. We're all going to leave the planet at some point in time. Who is left with dealing with our stuff? So it's a bit more of a conscious effort, you know, to, to handle things. Not, not, I don't want to say, um, What's the term? Get your affairs in order. Not not quite that. Sure, sure. But more so just consciously, okay, I, I want to be sure that the kids uh, or my family members that I've um, denoted should get this item or that. I'm gonna, I, let's get it to them now. You know, let's not have right. bickering and fighting after the fact, after I'm gone. And or let's just not have the burden of a big house full of excessive possessions. Sure. Um, now, what about... Uh how technology plays a role over the years. I mean, now people do have opportunities to sell things on eBay, Craigslist, things yep. like that. Is that helping? It is. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because we all have this deep abiding, well, hopefully most of us have this abiding sense that we want to keep the stuff out of the landfill. Who else can use it? Uh, and instead of just, you know, dropping things off at charities where it may or may not be utilized, uh, can we use apps? Can we use, um, you know, online sale groups? Can we use, you know, I know WSBS has, has the trading groups, post, yeah, the trading post, yeah. et cetera, yeah. where we can, you know, try to circulate some of these things if they're still usable and keep them out of the landfill. So that's really helpful. You know, the other thing that has come around with technology that I've um, discovered, and I've, I've heard this with other uh, people who suffer from hoarding disorder, is that using photographs is actually extremely powerful. They see their possessions in a whole different way because of this clutter blindness, which is something that you know, they just kind of get this tunnel vision. Sure. People yeah. get a tunnel vision in their homes. You get very comfortable with the, the China hutch that's overstuffed with things. You don't look at it in a different viewpoint. However, people who have taken pictures, either accidentally or on purpose, of their homes, their surroundings, when they've looked at those pictures, and this is a unique trait I've noticed with people who suffer from hoarding disorder, they see it in an entirely different way. It's a whole new perspective. So they're taking a step back in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. It's almost as if they're walking into their home as a stranger and they're seeing things and they all of a sudden are like, wow, wow, it's knee deep in here. Right. Or yeah. I can't see the dining room table anymore. Or wow, this is extremely cluttered. So technology that way has been really helpful because people are actually using it as motivators and being able to keep track of their progress. Well, actually, um, one of the things I know that, that's been helping me is I live uh, up in Pittsfield, and mm -hmm. I live in uh, the Orchards, which is on, like, uh, Outer East Street across from Federico Drive. But every year, uh, usually in end of June or July, they have – they organize an Orchards neighborhood-wide tag sale. Yeah. So, I mean, you know – Cool. And it's promoted ahead of time. It's in the newspaper. Nice. And, I mean, we've gotten rid of so many things that way. Right. And even at the end of the day – 
you know, as you're bringing in the things that didn't sell, I mean, I can just go put them out on the curb, and sure enough, people are driving They're by gone. at the end of the day and picking it up on yeah. pick, pickup trucks and things like that. So I think that's probably even more powerful. I mean, you know, if you have a tag sale, great, but if you have, yeah. like, the whole neighborhood doing it, oh, yeah. you, know, you get so much it's motivating. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's party mentality. Yeah, we're right, we're right. all going to yeah. do this together. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's any way, in a way, that people can find homes for their things. So even the freebie by the road. Um, you know, I, I love the way people can post things and, and I just got rid of an ink cartridge, you know, old printer died, new printer came in. I still have this great ink cartridge, you know, there's 25 bucks or something. I don't want to just throw it out. So I was able to post it on a generosity group. Somebody else needed it. I can drop it off, you know, at their place of business. And so that's kind of nice, you know, but, um, with spring coming up, everybody starts getting into spring cleaning mode, right? Cleaning mode. Yeah. So the best thing you can do for yourself is declutter first why okay, dust and yeah. clean stuff that you don't right. use need or love right, right right yeah so you know everybody wants to think about getting the dust bunnies out and you know this is a great time to go through linen closets um it's a great time to obviously stuff that has collected dust over the winter because of you know pellet stoves wood stoves that sort of thing really evaluate taking something off a shelf and saying well am i i'm putting the effort into dusting this and putting that back up is it is it worth it i know for me i just brought four bags of clothes over to the local goodwill nice and i know sometimes like goodwill and other organizations will do is uh if you have suits you got to get rid of, they'll have the suit yourself program to right. help people, you know, for job interviews. Yep. I think sometimes they'll they'll take those old T-shirts and convert them into rags and sure. things like that. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um, you know, why bother going around your home cleaning around stuff? And and actually, in a way, if you think about it, if you're paying for a cleaning service. And they're charging you hourly. Um, right, right. Think about that. You know, the more stuff that you have around, the harder it is for them to clean and they have to move things around, et cetera. Right. So minimalism has actually taken off uh, as well in the past couple of years. The next generation, the millennials, I'm sorry to say, they just don't want our stuff. They want sure. they want more life experiences. They don't want to be chasing the big dollars that maybe we were in the 80s and 90s, you know? Right, yeah. And yeah. what's cool about that is that they're living in smaller environments. Um, they're living with less. They're realizing that they want to be more transient. They want to be able to travel more and experience more. So, um, so the minimalistic move is really cool, and everyone can – you know, kind of geared towards it. It doesn't mean that you have to be one necessarily. Uh, the, you know, the sort of the Netherlands look where <laughs> it's a great white kitchen, you know, with nothing. <laughs> Absolutely sure, sure. nothing. Yeah. So there's a balance that people can find in between those. And I, I just go back to the three. It's kind of a mantra. Use, need, and love. And that covers everything from the toilet scrubbing brush. That's a need, right? A possible right. use, uh, to, you know, a sentimental book that might have been handed down to you or even, uh, you know, it could be a favorite tool for a guy out in his garage. If that tool, he only uses it once a year and he thinks about getting rid of it. But that once a year when he loves using that tool, that's the criteria use, need and love. Yeah, I always think about, too, this is kind of just another uh, particular thing, but obviously with technology changing rapidly, I know a lot of people still have like old VHS tapes. Oh, sure. Uh, home videos, but uh, I found, you know, especially a lot of my wife's home videos, my home videos, we just convert them over to DVDs and then you can 
Get rid of them. Get rid of them, yeah. Absolutely. And, th- and you know what? That's really important to do because how many homes I've been in where they've had cassettes or VHS or the Super 8 films, those sure. deteriorate right, after right, years. Yeah. The longer you wait to do that. The longer you wait. Yeah. And so there have been times where we've picked up something and, you know, and a, a cassette is just – the film is just deteriorated in our hands. Not that – music is irreplaceable, but more so these are, you know, cassettes of – speaking engagements sure, or that yeah. sort of thing. But VHS, there's lots of transference now, uh, uh, transferring um, organizations to, digital, yeah, 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 to, yeah. to be able to get to digital. And, of course, we know how digital is so very small and awesome. Yeah, exactly. So um, we're talking about uh, spring cleaning just yeah. now. How are people keeping up with the New Year's resolutions? Okay. Well, New Year's resolutions definitely are a hot item for January, right? How many gyms get new memberships? People get excited. Um, I actually find that more of my clients and more of the general population are interested or they kind of get more jived towards spring. But when we're talking about resolutions, I like to break it down into much smaller, achievable wins. You know, instead of dedicating something for an entire year's 12 months, how about just revisiting that goal at the beginning of each month, perhaps? Sure. Because building habits uh, can really be difficult. So actually, about four or five years ago, my resolution was to keep my office floor free and clear of obstructions. And I worked on it, and I continue to work on it every year. So instead of coming up with a new one, I realized this is important to me, keeping this floor (laughs) clear and free of stuff. And so I just kind of consider it a perennial resolution that I like to revisit. But you know, when you're building new habits, um, it's it's helpful, I think, to break it down into smaller chunks as opposed to a 12-month goal. Right, right. And then um, how long does it usually take for that new habit to stick? Is there a certain amount of time? Or? Yeah, it depends on everybody, and it depends on how much they're they're trying to crowbar it into their life. But one, sure. of, one of the best things to do is to stack habits. So, for instance, um, I dedicated Sundays was a great day for me to be able to go through the house and water plants. It was a good day to, you know... Um, change all the dish towels in the kitchen. And so when I was building another new habit to add on to, I want this to be a part of my weekly routine, I realized, well, let's stack it together with the Sunday habits. And that helps, um, you know, it just kind of helps give you a little bit more of a focus and you're already in the mode of doing a few household things. So now can I stack on a, a 10 or 15 minute decluttering habit along with the you know, weekly watering of the plants or the, you know, uh, weekly tub scrubbing or whatever it is. So that kind of helps a lot of people. Having accountability buddy partners, sure, that's also really helpful. You know, I'm going to go declutter my house for half an hour. Why don't you do it at the same time? And um, having somebody you can kind of meet back with and, and coach you, check, yeah, yeah. yeah, and find out, you know, how we both did. That's been really helpful for a lot of people buddying up. And you were talking earlier in the program about uh, hoarding. I mean, and it seems like hoarding, uh, it's been uh, in the media a lot lately. I mean, there's whole TV shows around about it, uh, reality shows. Um, Tell us kind of the things you've seen with it. Sure. Well, here's the, the deal with hoarding disorder. First of all, it is a mental illness. Uh, it's a disorder, actually. So it is something that is based in science. In fact, it's it's a scientific disorder. It's been recognized by the psychiatric and psychological community. Um, 
And one of the reasons why it, it has come to light, obviously, the television shows have been helpful. Sure. Uh, what we're going to see, though, over the next 30 years is the boomer generation ages. We're going to see an increase in hoarding uh, occasions and, and, and episodes with people. Uh, and that is basically uh, based in, in ageism, not ageism, excuse me, as people age. So Hoarding behavior can kind of be in someone when they're younger. It can even be identified in their teenage years and early 20s. But what happens is as life progresses and unfortunately someone has a few traumas or a few tragedies or losses, if that isn't being dealt with appropriately, if they're not getting the the right kind of treatment or mental health or talk therapy that they need, it uh, kind of snowballs and it worsens as we get older. Oh, okay. So there's a higher prevalence of people who are going to be suffering from hoarding disorder as the baby boomer generation ages. So that's why it's it's really becoming more and more prevalent. Um, and thankfully, it's kind of coming out of the dark a little bit. More people are, are realizing that their family members need love and need attention and need to be in a safe home. So hopefully with education and awareness and early intervention, early intervention we are um, taking away some of the stigma, especially women. Women feel like failed homemakers. You know, I mean, we're brought up to be the next Martha Stewart's or yeah, yeah. Betty Crocker's or whatnot. So when your house is falling down around your ears, um, there's a lot of beating oneself up and there's a lot of shame and embarrassment and guilt. And so hopefully as people uh, understand a bit more that this is a behavior that is, uh, as you can see on some of the television shows, out of someone's control, you know, to go through a cleanup and then find out later on that the person who's suffering from hoarding disorder has gone out to the dumpster and, has, you know, pulled things back into the house. Um, so we're finding a lot of um, uh, uh, buddying and peer-to-peer -peer support groups are helpful for people who suffer from hoarding disorder. Of course, getting to the root of the problem, so psychotherapy and or, you know, group therapy, talk therapy is helpful. Um, uh, people like myself who can go into someone's home and help them with their insight because a lot of people who have hoarding disorder fail to have insight into what their homes actually look like back to the clutter blindness. It's not that bad. I can still get around, um, you know, and just move that stuff out of the way. Right. So right. Uh, so a little more awareness is building. So I'm, I'm hoping that more people are uh, empathetic and compassionate. Uh, there's still a lot of folks who are, you know, kind of would like to label someone as being a slob or being lazy. But unfortunately, it has become somewhat out of their control uh, but there's hope for them and and um, there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of self-help books out there you know but uh, working side by side with someone like myself who's experienced in hoarding disorder um, and getting the help that they need to talk through the issues because it's as a colleague of mine says it's never about the stuff it's always about you know something else no one wants to live like that Right. No right. one chooses. No one, you know, 10 years ago thought, you know, this would be great if my house can just be basically unusable. And, <laughs> you know, so it's not really a choice. And what about even some of the littler things? I mean, you, you know, you see people, you know, they're kind of 
have their whole house in their car sometimes, you know, or even like glove boxes or wallets need to be cleaned out or, or purses and pocketbooks and yeah. things like that. It can be an indicator. I mean, yeah. I can certainly go by, you know, a car in a parking lot and I see it kind of stuffed to the brim and it's like, mm, if this is how the car looks, there's a very sure. good chance that that's what's going on at home too, you know. Yeah. But um, I think more people are hopefully identifying that as they're bringing things into their home, they're trying to envision, you know, is this item going to be with me in the next four to five years? I'm hoping that there's a shift away from the consumeristic society that we've been involved with for so many years. Um, more people are trying to get away from buying plastics. We're trying to go more towards, you know, wooden toys for children instead of the, the cheap freebie kind of the, you know, plastics that end up breaking down and not working so well, and then we end up tossing them. So can we instead get something that's, you know, better made, um, et cetera? So I think that the, a lot of people are trying to be more conscious about what it is that they bring into their home. Um, I'm hoping, you know, because then you've got to deal with it, right? Right, Is, yeah. is it going to serve you? What? How is it going to serve you? And, you know, what's your plan for this piece as opposed to just picking up things because it's on sale? If you, right, don't, yeah. if you don't buy it on sale, guess what it is? A hundred percent free. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, um, now also you have a, a class coming up that you're teaching at Berkshire Community College? Yeah, I've got three classes at uh, BCC, actually uh, decluttering and, and um, organizing basics. And I have one uh, specified uh, kind of gearing towards the boomers and the seniors, and that's downsizing with boomers and seniors. And then I have another class about calming the chaos, and that's for the busy families that have kids who are going in lots of different directions and pets at home and mom and dads are working and they're very busy. How do we get our command center set up so that everybody knows what everybody else is doing and, you know, just kind of amp it down a little bit at home so that everybody has a little less stress as they go about their, you know, their busy lives and their busy days. So, yeah, people can uh, check out BCC's website. Uh, BCC.edu, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and look for those because those are coming up this spring. And what I find a lot of times people will call me, we'll have an initial uh, uh, consult on the phone. They will almost always then say, I got inspired. Just talking to you, I was inspired. And even before I come to their house, I'll say, well, don't mess, don't try to clean things up too, too much because then I can't see what you look like in your natural habitat. Sure, right, right. <laughs> uh, but just talking to me, it seems to like get them kind of, you know, get their gumption going. And so they were like, well, I know I wasn't supposed to clean up, but I did do this cupboard or I did do this area. And that's great if that's what you can take away from you know, anything, uh, listening to a uh, radio show or a podcast or watching a little YouTube video or, you know, an inspirational list of here's here's a whole bunch of stuff you could probably throw out. Those kinds of things get people jived and they're ready to go and and they get the ball rolling. And that and that's the biggest piece is that everybody finds that getting started is the hardest part. They're overwhelmed. So getting the ball rolling is is important. And usually from there, they can kind of roll with it, you know, yeah, I got get, you. get excited about those free and clear empty spaces, flat surfaces that don't have anything on them. <laughs> well, Julie, we have about a minute or two left. I mean, right. how, how, I, I know we talked about uh, a range of topics today with decluttering, but how can people get more information? Can they go online? I know you have several um, yeah, they can reach me. Outfits, I'm, yeah. I'm totally on social media, so I like to try to throw out inspirational stuff, but also tricks and tips and how-tos. Um, so MindingYourManner.com is my website, and that's where you can find all my social media links and whatnot. And, you know, I try to 
get the the interesting pieces you know when it comes to I love coming across old photographs in people's homes of you know really unique nifty things uh and and so I like to throw those up on Instagram for folks to kind of um, get inspired by, but it's also it's also a, a forever memory in a way. <laughs> as long as you right click and save as <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, yeah. But mindingyourmanner.com dot com, and uh, and I I welcome any kind of interaction. Just you know, a question. Hey, what do I do about this, or what do you think about that? So I try to give people resources for how to get rid of their things and how can they you know move forward. Well, spring cleaning is coming up, so um, as you're thinking about that, check out MindingYourManner.com. And, Julie, we want to thank you for coming in this morning Thanks, and, Jesse. and giving us these tips. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Time right now is 929. That'll wrap up Let's Talk this morning on your hometown station. We'll have your AccuWeather forecast coming up in just a few on 860 AM and 94.1 FM WSBS.